Welcome back to the Mel K show. We have hit 2024. We never thought it was going to come and yet it did. And uh, I can think of no one better to have on today than my friend, Seth Holhouse from man in America. Thank you for joining me, sir. It's always, always a pleasure, whether it's meeting backstage at an event or doing a call like this, or just catching up. It's just, it's always wonderful speaking with you. You too. And uh, I could think of no people that I would like to start off this year talking to more than you, because you and I have been on a similar trajectory. We've been uh, trying to just, wherever the truth leads, wherever the information is, wherever it is, we're just trying to find it, synthesize it into understandable chunks and put it out there. And there is an information war going on, as everyone knows, and all kinds of chaos. Lots of people feeling doom, talks of civil war, talks of war with China, all this stuff. So I kind of wanted your um, your thoughts going into this first week in January 24 and kind of where you are and what you're thinking. You know, it's interesting because there's a few things that I observed really in 2023, especially the second half of 2023. And one of the big things is this massive splintering of what I would think of as the patriot community. Like if you look back to 2020, 2021, everyone was kind of on the same team. Everyone was trying to get the elections corrected. We had the audits. We had all this hope. And whether it was Lynn Wood or General Flynn or Sidney Powell, there was this momentum and everyone was really behind you know, Trump and getting Trump into office as he should. And there was all this hope and there was the hopium on top of the hope. But what I've seen is as this has drawn out and as we're now entering 2024, which I thought the, the, the chance of us making it this far was slim to none, right? I thought they, we'd be in, in you know, gulags by right. now. There'd be a nuclear war. There'd be an EMP. I mean, any number of things. but. I've just noticed that that people are so divided and I'm seeing actually when I go to social media and I look at you know my own groups, say it's Telegram or Twitter or whatnot, there is just so much division among people that I would have thought would have been on the same team. And these are the same people that I feel like a couple of years ago were unified in saying, look, the enemy is not your, your neighbor. It's not the leftist. The enemy is China. The enemy is Klaus Schwab. The enemy is, are the European bankers. Yet, I think a lot of people have forgotten that and we're low on hope. And when you're low on hope and you can't see a vision of the future, I think it makes it so much easier to strike out at people that are close to you. And so that's one observation that I'm, I'm using to frame how I think about things going in this next year. Yeah, you know, and I feel the same way. I've largely, like I said to you before, off air, I've been hibernating for the last few weeks because I don't really, I'm just trying, I'm just praying as much as I, I possibly can to be useful in whatever God's plan is for this nation and this world. Because I've changed a lot of my my messaging. You know, two years ago, I had to really, really look at what I was doing and really who who are they? What do I want to use this platform for? If 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 people weren't educating or filling in history or motivating or giving solutions and smarter than me, you know what? Where was I? Had those those are the people I wanted to seek out, as you have, especially with your audience and your your guests and all of that. Just really, where where is the core? And what you're saying right now is so important because 
the division between us, the people of the United States, is the most um, is the tool that will divide that will destroy this country. And yet it continues down this path of division, division. And as many shows as you and I can do on color revolutions and on the oligarch billionaire globalists that see the is that America's destruction benefits their greater plans, their great reset or agenda 2030 or any of that. There are still so many people in America that that seem to still believe that there that there is a left and right, a Republican and Democrat, and that one side or the other side cares about them more when when that's just not true. And it's very obvious to me. And I feel like if the American people got more of a straight shot of truth, that they would feel, regardless of race, religion, background, gender, class, they would feel righteous indignation to stand up and say, no, you are not taking America. We are going to take back our nation. And this is a place by the people, for the people. And we, the people, are not only the problem right now, Seth, but we, the people, are also the answer. So it's a very exciting time, but the division is so clear. And it's honestly only on our side. And, and this lets me believe that that is part of the manipulation, the psychological warfare, the the five G warfare. You know, you and I did a show not too long ago about the NATO cognitive warfare documents and how how strategic the division is. I never went back to YouTube. I I go on Twitter, but I'm still very shadow banned. And all I see is these giant accounts that have been obviously amplified with these talking points about breaking news that you and I've been talking about for five years and then the, the interaction and now there's a monetization there. And it's like people are being lulled into kind of, kind of being too chaotic. So what are some things that you think people should be looking at to really focus themselves, to discern what is going on and to empower themselves as individual citizens rather than feeling like they are part of this because you and I are seeing it than everyone else is and a lot of people aren't even aware. So it, it, it's interesting that that leading into that discussion because our my, my wife, Kate, and I, we're really, Man in America is the two of us. And... Uh, just like you and Rob, right? right? And you know, we've been on a journey, you know, going through that same, you know, 2020 and, and 2021, and but then journeying into prepping and feeling like the you know the the food shortages are coming and the Chinese are going to invade, and you know, which are all very real possibilities. Uh, you know, looking at you know CBDCs, and so we've we've been been through this process of what do we do, right? As people, what do we do? How do we fight back against this? And so, um, you know, one part of that is information war, right? This is absolutely an information war and this is how I'm fighting and this is how you're fighting. So that's that, that proactive fight. And so for the audience, I'm sure that maybe they share things on social media, maybe they print out flyers. There's any number of things that they can do to fight that information war. But I also think that part of it is, is what is the mindset? And I apologize to your audience if I'm breathy or nasally. I've got a, a bad head cold, but it wasn't going to get in the way of our information war we're fighting right. today. So just exactly. gonna, if, if, so I can only breathe through my mouth instead of my nose. So it's kind of thrown off my my normal, you know, but it, it'll it'll all work out. So, but it's interesting because so we, my wife, Kate, and I, we, we were working on writing a book. And initially the book was going to be called something like the The Great Reset Survival Guide. And it was going to be something about like how to get through this great reset. And it was coming from this place of preparedness and breaking down the, the globalist plans and everything. And we were 
doing a lot of that in our own life. You know, we moved out to the country, we bought a bunch of land, we had chickens. I had, I went really overboard with prepping. You know, we probably got five years worth of food set aside. We've got, you know, all the, the ammo you would need to, to fend off a small army. And we, we really went you know, kind of full bore with prepping. But what we realized in that process is that we started down this path and the, the guiding principles became more fear and selfishness. It was more like I have to protect myself. I have to protect my family, which isn't a bad thing. But you started, we started looking at our neighbors through a different lens. And, it, and it, it wasn't healthy, but it was also, it was coming from a very dark place with our, our, what the intentions behind it. And as we, we progressed and as we kind of walked through this process, we realized, well, what, what does it mean to be you know, prepping? It's really in a lot of ways we discovered the core principles are going back to becoming a human, like going back to living like humans are supposed to live. And that was a beautiful thing. Like prepping for the doomsday was frightening, but trying to, to pivot and live a life that was in line with what, what we believe how God wants humans to live, you know, close to the land, raising our own food and gardening and you know, experiencing the fresh air and all the things that we have at our fingertips. And so as we made this transformation, it was, it was, very, it was very fundamental and very profound. And so we've, we're now you know, pivoting and now we're still you know, slowly working on the book amidst a lot of other things. We've got a, a new baby coming in less than a month, which is exciting and we're moving and all this stuff is happening. But where we're at now is getting this place of how can we, especially in 2024, orient our lives around just living as traditional humans again. And I don't mean, you know, horse and cart and, and getting rid of technology, but just, you know, living in line with, I think, how God wants us to live. Yeah. And what's interesting, though, is that, you know, you've mentioned starting off the, the, the new year with guests that can, you know, kind of frame this discussion of what this year is going to be like. And I had the opportunity just yesterday to interview a guy that I haven't published yet, but will probably be published by the time this comes out. This a man named Dr. Michael Nels. And if you haven't had him on yet, I, I highly would recommend, you know, I can connect to you, but he recently published a book. Let me actually pull it up really quick. Um, he published a book called The Indoctrinated Brain. Yes, and so, I've had him on. He's amazing. Oh, you I, have? I, well, there yeah, you go. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, so, I agree with, uh, you know, and it's that, that I'm glad you're bringing up that book because that was one of my favorite episodes I've had in a very, very long time. And uh, you can continue on your your path, but I have had him on and I will have him on again because what he's saying is so important. But go ahead with your observations of, of why. Yeah, well, so just to give a really quick synopsis of what I took away from him, and, and I, I would recommend your whole audience yeah. go watch your interview with him because it's... And yours. It's, <laughs> it's so powerful. And basically, yeah. to, to really summarize for folks who didn't see either that, that interview, he helps, under, he helps break down how the, the cabal has targeted our brains and targeted our memory centers and the hippocampus and our ability to generate new memories and to catalog our old memories. So they've, they've really hijacked that, that programming. And so that's why we've seen people that, like people I know that were actually anti-vax their whole life, they all of a sudden flipped and now they're on their third booster and, and they won't hear anything about the, the information about the, the dangers of the, the vaccine program. And it's like, how did that happen? But then when, when you look at through the, the perspective of Michael Nels, it's like, oh, 
it makes sense that it was this attack on their brain and how they, how they catalog their information and, and access information. But how it gets into what I was talking about with our lifestyle is that one of the fundamental points I took away from that discussion was that even at a physiological level, and the, if you want to help strengthen your hippocampus, which is, which is what actually forms our memories and writes our new memories, that's where our curiosity comes from, it seemed like his advice for the prescription for how to reverse all the damage they've done is to just live as a human again, live as humans are supposed to live, be outside, be, you know, have your feet touch the earth, interact with other human beings, look people in the eye, have conversations. And so, of course, you know, looking ahead this year, we're going to absolutely continue really ramping up our efforts to fight the information war, get more content, more interviews. Start, we're going to start doing live shows again, all the things that I think that are, are necessary for getting this information out there. But it's also going to be about really strengthening my family, strengthening, you know, bringing people close to us, bringing our friends and our, and our, our family that are you know, a little more distant, bringing them into our circle, spending as much time as possible with people doing human things, gardening, playing outside. And that's really, that's framing what this next year is. And so, and we can get into the election, all that kind of stuff. But with that as my, my basis for 2024, I'm actually really excited. Yeah. Like I'm actually really happy and I'm looking forward to what this next year has to offer. It's funny because you and I, uh, we've known each other now for almost four years. It's crazy. And uh, I've kind of been on the same trajectory, met very early on and both of us being like, we don't know what we're doing, but we're being driven by something. <laughs> I remember me and meeting Kate and like Rob and they're all being like, yeah, we don't know where we're headed, but luckily uh, we did our own thing and, and, and it worked enough to uh, have people out there that do uh, benefit from what we are doing. And I know you're grateful and I'm grateful, but one thing that I do, uh, I also, I have a book coming out, but it's, it's along the same lines as what you're talking about. It's called Americans Anonymous. And it's, uh, it's me using the 12 step recovery program that I, I am so in awe of and know has saved Many people in my life, especially in my Hollywood years, but certainly uh, millions upon millions of people worldwide have gotten sober and sane and put together unmanageable lives back into working order. And I think we have a situation in America where uh, this came to me because I felt like America had hit rock bottom and not not in the sense of, you know, uh, like externally, I mean, internally, I don't think a lot of people know what they believe anymore. I, I feel like that same idea of people don't go into recovery uh, until they have no other basically choice. And that that walking through that door, you leave your R and your D and your Republican and your Democrat and your ego and your job and your class and your culture and whatever it is in, in, that, in that world, you walk into that door and you say, you know, there's a problem in that world, my life has become unmanageable, but I believe that it's our lives in our country has become unmanageable and that I am the problem, me, the individual citizen. What am I doing about this? And again, I am also the solution and that me and, and fellowship, but a big part of what I'm also talking about and what we both do and I'm doing all of this entire year is going around the country and, and encouraging neighborhood 
uh, unification type groups that are more like neighborhood watch when we were growing up. I would call them freedom watch groups. But still, it's a matter of I believe that the globalist billionaire oligarchy, as my audience knows, and and anyone who watches me, uh, has captured this nation from top to bottom. That is who is running this country. They are post-America. They are globalist. Um, I've changed my trajectory of a lot of things I say. It's not they're after not after Trump. They're after you. It's they're not after America. They're after the world. And America's in the way. And I think the American citizens should take that personally and seriously and, and empower themselves with that notion that right now our Constitution, our Bill of Rights and the DNA in which we are born with by being born in America or being fully American citizens that are proud of this nation and understand the history as it is, should feel this year that we are the last stand for freedom. And I don't care what side you think you're on. If America loses freedom, which I believe is on the ticket in 24, then none of your other stuff matters. And you know, a friend of mine was, I was talking to the other day and she said, you know, it's so sad. All these people think that it's still left or right Republican and Democrat or that their MAGA neighbor is, is a Confederate or their, their, uh, you know, their liberal, uh, neighbor thinks that, uh, books about, about sexual orientation should be in, in kindergarten. Neither is true, you know? And, and the truth is that, you know, Martin Luther King, I believe, said that uh, they sent black kids and white kids to Vietnam to die. We have the same enemy. And I kind of feel like we have to realize at this point, straight up, that what is what is to be lost in the in this March to, to 2024 is I believe that because I look at the trajectory, I look at what O'Biden's done since he's been in there. I'm a believer that both Bushes, Clinton, Barack Obama and and Biden are all on the same military industrial complex, globalist billionaire oligarchy uh, plan of the of the Great Reset or whatever you want to call it. I call it Agenda 2030. But that we, the people of the United States, did not sign on for this. And we will either continue to be American citizens that are uh, and rebuild this country from the inside out and export what is great about America, or we will become global citizens, which I believe is what the goal is, global governance of Agenda 2030, and that that really is what people have to decide. Is, is who are they and what do they want for their future and their children's future, which is not so far from yours. But for me, I feel like the stakes are not being defined by the voices that are far more amplified than you and me. And, and that is what's becoming very frustrating is that I'm still very shadow banned. I had to start over on Twitter, as everyone knows, and I, ne- I never went back on YouTube and all that. But I am blessed with an amazing audience that follows me and finds me wherever I am banished to. But I uh, and I will not stop. But I think that uh, you as well, we we really do care about this one thing, which is called freedom and liberty. And that is where I think we all have to meet right now is is really understanding the stakes of the game. So in your mind, what are your, when you're looking at 24 going forward, because we're going to be hit with a lot of things, you know, they're not saying there's going to be a black swan event because that's supposed to not be planned. So they're messaging that you got Obama's movie out there, which we could do a whole show on. You got the civil war movie coming up. My friends that still work in Hollywood say that we are going to be hit with Goebbels level propaganda to divide this country by, by everything you can imagine over the next year. So for you, what are the stakes that you can define for the people in terms of what you see uh, 2024 is really about? So I couldn't agree more with everything that you said. And I think that the stakes are the loss 
of our country as we know it. And it's not just our country. I, I think there was an interview I heard a couple of years ago that was with, I think it was either with Curtis Powers or Trevor Loudon and, and Joshua Phillip over at Meta Epoch Times. And, what, oh, yeah. and I think it actually may have been Trevor Loudon. What he said was, he said, if America falls, the world will, ent- will enter a thousand years of darkness. And, and that's, I think, really where we're at. The stakes are not just America. The stakes are the entire world. America is the last bastion. It truly is. It's the only country in the world that has a standing army with this many people. It's the only country in the world that has this constitution, this Bill of Rights, this DNA of throwing off tyranny and, and, and building a country that was built upon the principles of our, our inalienable rights given to us by God. And if, th- if that's lost, then there will be nothing to, to be an example of that in the entire world. All the countries that we see, all the populist movements that we see, whether it's in Argentina or what we're seeing in Ireland or you know, in the Netherlands, they're all being fueled from the inspiration of America. Like they're all, it's almost like imagine you're fighting in a, a war and you know there's, there's this elite SEAL team. It's on your team and they're also fighting right ahead of you. That will give you so much power and strength to know that that team is also fighting and that's what America is. America, people around the world, this is something I've learned, I'm sure you have a massively international audience. They look to America and they say like, we're hoping and we're praying for you. Please stand strong. And so that's what's at stake is it's not just, you know, it's not just, oh, America is going to be a miserable place to live in five years and you know, inflation is going to go through the roof and they're going to have CBDCs. And I mean, that's just the beginning of it. Like I think that, if, if they can collapse America, if they can do what happened on Obama's movie and they can get us to descend into chaos and civil war and then have an excuse to bring in martial law and set the example globally and say, look, this is why no citizens can have guns. This is why, I mean, it, it, to me, it's, that spells the end. I mean, those, there's, I mean, there's no coming back from that. Maybe in a couple hundred years, you have this, like Blade Runner, Hunger Games scenario where this small group of people form some movement. But the, with the technocracy and the technology they have, I think it'll never happen. Yes. So like that's where we're at. We're, we're literally at the precipice of like the final stage of, of war with the deep state, with the cabal, with the elite Luciferian pedophile class, whatever you want to call them. We're at the end game. In the next sides. couple of years, on, on both, both sides, yeah. And that's the thing is that we are at the edge of darkness and defeat, and they're at the edge right. of darkness and defeat. Like They're also at the edge. And so the next, I really think it's the next probably two to three years where the final stage of this battle plays out. And, and what's happening in 2025, 2026, I think by that point, we will absolutely know the fate of the entire world. We will know whether... The whole world will descend into a black hellhole that's ruled by Satan himself, or whether enough people around the world were able to cast off their own worries about their career and their, their, their fame and their, you know, the judgment of their neighbors and cast that aside to stand up for what's good. At that time, we'll know whether enough people stood up for what, what I believe for God to then look down upon this earth and say, okay, it is now a place worthy of saving. I that's on all of us. That's on all I of us. I agree with you a hundred percent. And um, 
and, and it's really important to have these kind of conversations because a lot of people uh, are on autopilot. They don't realize that they are being fully, that their brains, like you talk about Dr. Nels, but you know, this goes all the way back to Klaus Schwab's books and and Noah Harari and and NATO's documents that we went over before. Edward Bernays. And, and, yeah, and all the way back to, to and, yeah. all the way, yeah, and 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 you know, Mind Wars of Aquino and all of this stuff. This is lo- this is a long game they played, and we are at the precipice, like you said, of of what are we going to choose? And it's very uh, but it what is hard is I don't feel like um the voices that are being tremendously amplified, especially if they are people that, um, you know, if Elon Musk shares somebody, you know, they're going to have 500,000 to a million, maybe 5 million, whatever. And then they are they are running the news cycle and they're in everyone's feed. And and I we all know their names and they're, they're opining on everything. And when I really dug into those very terrifying NATO documents, because I believe NATO is the one world military and, and the way in their documents that they speak, they're not speaking about, you know, the U.S. military or the Canadian military or this military, they're speaking as if they're running all of it. And and when you dig into the, the mind war, the, the propaganda, the, and they're talking about biometrics and they're talking about going in with frequency and everything else. And these this has been uh, technology they've had for 50 years. So people don't even kind of realize but people are being lulled into picking heroes right now. And and I, I want, or, or picking trusted sources because of their their amount of people that follow them and share them on whichever website you you choose or whatever and and for me i feel like what i'm hearing and what i want to get across to people is that you have to go inside yourself i would actually say and this goes with also dr nell's book but you and i've talked about this in the past old school pen and paper because there's a big problem going on with, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of those episodes of that terrifying show, Black Mirror, or any of these kind of shows, or even even Obama's whole movie. What is it about? Nobody's in control, and Iran and China are going to take down our, our, our country through, without a shot fired. And then it's like, but they're making that movie. You know, it's them making that movie, the globalist billionaire oligarchy that runs our country, of which Obama is a party signed on to Agenda 2030. I believe everything. If you look at all of the documents that our government and Biden put out a big one in uh, September of 2023 on the halfway goal to Agenda 2030. And you look at those 17 development goals and you look at every move that Obama has made. Trump tried to undo a lot of it. Biden came in and redid all of it and put it on steroids is heading towards the achievement of Agenda 2030, which is full global governance. And, you know, there's still people out there that say there is no they or that's not real. Well, it is absolutely real. It's on all of their own websites. And the main premise of it is that they need to have ending of nation states. The nation state model to these people no longer works and that they need to divide the world into essentially what is the Hunger Games with them in control. So, and then all these things, the climate, the endless wars, the crashing of the system all goes into their hands because of course they can best decide how to go forward. They being a they that exists because I see a lot of big voices out there, not in our world, but I'm talking the Bill Mars of the world, the Rachel Maddows, the, the Hannity's of the world, as if there is no they. That that's just a, that's a farce. That's not true. And I just say, well, go on any one of these websites that I will list here and put in Agenda 2030 and tell me what it says. It says that there is a they. <laughs> they are very well defined. 
But every move that O'Biden's made, that's Obama and, and Biden, aligns with a goal of Agenda 2030, uh, 17 development goals. So what I think we really have to focus on is the idea of the why nation states that have their own borders, language, culture, constitution, bill of rights, sovereignty, traditions, all values, all of that matter, because that's, that's, that's the enemy to them. If you go on World Economic Forum's website and you put in this, they're going to say populism, nationalism, isolationism is the enemy of the humanity. And if people don't want to be global citizens, they're the enemy of humanity. You know, it's a zero sum game to them. So when we're talking about they, we need to make sure that the people understand, A, there is a they and what they are saying. Givaderm is a luxurious, toxin-free skincare that actually works. Not only do we take the toxins out, we put the most powerful nutrients in. All of our products are an effective way to detoxify, replenish, and protect your skin. Our toxin-free, natural ingredients provide real results without compromising your skin's health. Unlock the secret to beautiful, healthy skin using this synergistic skincare system. It's never too late or too early to begin living a more beautiful life with Givaderm. Natural, healthy skin. Head over to the MelKShow.com partners page and get a 10% discount now. So what's interesting is, and you know, it's kind of just neat how this worked its way in this conversation, but so Obama, the recent movie, Leave the World Behind, right? Which Michelle and Barack Obama were, I think, executive producers. And oh, yeah. um, you know, the, the director said that they literally were like, Obama, uh, Barack was giving notes on almost every scene. I mean, there's an right. interview with him about that. And so here's what's interesting about this. So I've got a person that is very close to me, has been most of my life. When 2020 hit, especially after my first video went very viral, shared by President Trump, this person actually stopped talking to me for about eight months. Just literally stopped cold turkey. You wouldn't return phone calls, et cetera. And became much more involved with BLM and um, very anti-Trump. And it was just, it, it was really hard for me because it was someone I was very close to. And, but I just, you know, accepted it and, and, and saw that. But pardon me. So I recently caught up with this person and had a discussion I feel like was almost like you and I talking. And it was, so the Leave the World Behind movie, they, they, you know, she had recently seen that. And we we're talking about that, and it just seemed like everything had come full circle. And 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 there's some a few principles that I pulled away from that that I want to share with your audience that actually give me hope. So she had said she was kind of talking to me, and she goes, "Look, you know, I think I think Obama or I think Biden has dementia. I'm really worried what he's doing for the country." She's like, "I feel like that we're being pushed into everything. Is you're either like you know you're either pro MAGA Trump or you're like so pro Biden, but I think it's kind of like it's neither." And, she says, I feel like that there's just these external forces that are just dividing America and making us fight each other. And, right. um, and she, what was interesting though, is that we we're talking about the, the, the movie, Leave the World Behind. And, and what I realized is that, that that movie, I think is actually one of the best red pill movies there is. Because yeah. think about it, like you don't need red pills. I don't need red pills. I got a pocket full of them. I got a belly full of them, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm OD'd on red pills, okay? But yeah. there's a lot of people that do. And there's a lot of people that I think that they still, they still think that this division coming in, you know, happening in America is, 
just differences of political ideology, left versus right and Trump versus Biden. But what that movie does is, is it, it's interesting is that it, it really shows people what's at risk. Like it shows people how easily the United States of America could be collapsed. It makes you look around and see all the division and feel like maybe it's not some central secret cabal, right? Which I actually, I agree with in a lot of ways. It's not just this little group of people sitting around a table. I think it's, as we've talked about, it's these different factions. Maybe it's China and Russia. It's right. the, the globalists. It's the, maybe it's the Israelis and who knows what. So, right. but I think what it does though, is it, it helps people get lifted out of that place where they think that it's just American A versus American B, which I think is the deadliest trap. Me too. And, it, and even for her, she's just thinking, gosh, like when I look back at America, I can see that we're so divided, but actually we need each other. Like, doesn't matter oh, whether so you're left great. or right or straight or gay, like we need each other. And, and, right. and she was just like, there's these, she's like, I really think there's these enemies, whether it's China or Russia, or, it doesn't really matter, but they want to destroy America. And, and so I feel like as much as that movie was, you know, predictive programming and they threw in some stuff about race and of course, bashing whites, I think that it's great because I'm thinking about, I'm thinking, gosh, I should go to my liberal friends that maybe have been resistant towards hearing me talk about the things I talk about and say, hey, you should watch this movie that was done by the Obamas. It was really good. And they'll be like, what do you mean that like you hate Obama, <laughs> right? And I think it'll get them to watch it because it's not about, even in that movie, like the, the, the left or the, the, the whites and the blacks and they have to kind of work together to survive. I mean, it's really, it's really interesting. But also I think it's a really good movie that will make people think, gosh, I should really consider how prepared I am. Because as much as the, they, they've oftentimes mocked people like you or I, they, they've mocked the conspiracy theorists, they've mocked the preppers. You have to admit in that movie, the person whose boss is Kevin Bacon, because this is the guy that put aside medicine and ammo and food, and he's the guy that knows how to survive. So it, it, I just think it's it, it, that, even though it's just a small instance, I feel like that 2024 is going to be the opportunity that a lot of us have seen the truth have been waiting for for so long where we're finally going to be able to sit down with our family and talk to them and talk to them about the division in America, talk to them about color revolutions, talk to them about class warfare and communist takeover. Like we can now have this discussion because when it was when like, so 2016 to 2020, all the division, all the hatred, everything in America was blamed on Trump. Right. So you couldn't talk to them about that. You couldn't talk to them about the racial divide because they'd say it's Trump's fault, but they can no longer blame Trump anymore. And they're not going to jump in and blame Biden all of a sudden. So it's, it's just, it's so much easier to have these conversations. And fundamentally, this gives me hope. As crazy as I think things are going to be, and as much as I think there's a very good chance of civil war here in America, it still gives me hope because I'm seeing that that the that that lock that was on people's brains is now being opened up, and we can finally go in there with compassion and say, "Hey, we're on the same team. Like, come to my house if you need to. I've got some yeah. food for you. I've got a, I've got a rifle I can teach you how to use. I've got some water for you. We're 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 really at that place, and it's it's a great place to be." 
Yeah, I'm going to spend the whole year doing that because that's what my entire book is about, is that there is no left or right or Democrat. There are individual souls with unique DNA and amazing possibilities and gifts and everything. And you got to start valuing you and, and your place in this battle because we are at a very unique time in humanity. And it is not about America. It is truly about freedom worldwide. And this um, and and. You know, as you can put it together, you can start on any one of our shows and then go into other shows and other shows and some other people out there. Not enough, in my opinion, are actually stating the stakes of of what is going on, not just here and uh, worldwide. Um, but I do believe that right now everyone has an opportunity to become a leader or a um, or a voice or a change agent or somebody that can participate in force correcting this nation for everyone uh, rather than, you know, waiting for somebody else to come. There's so much opportunity right now to be a part of the solution of reuniting uh, the people of this nation. Not, I, I believe that the government is completely corrupt to the core. It is fully captured, in my opinion, from D.C. all the way to the local level. We have allowed the global public-private partners and the uh, globalist billionaire oligarchy that actually benefit from the destruction of America from within because, you know, they are not American companies. They have a much bigger uh, view of the world that is post-America. I believe many of these people are functioning as post-America. If you look at any of the people aligned with the World Economic Forum or even the WHO or... Uh, a lot of the stuff that Biden has put out in his executive orders are very much about global funds. If you go through, and I always encourage people, just go to September of 2023, White House renewed commitment to global order, global governance. And you're going to see they're talking about $3 trillion, all of it going into the IMF or the World Bank or a global fund or some other global fund or the global digital banking. It's, it's all very clear that it's a post-America plan. And those of us that believe in America and that every nation should should make their nation great again uh, and reinvest in their own borders, language, culture, because I believe that that's a much better way to work. You have a lot of foreign policy experience. You've written about things all over the world. And part of me, um, there's a lot of people putting solutions out there. And one of the ones that's becoming popular is kind of this purposely dividing from within. And to me, I feel like that is a total loss for America and a total win for the globalists, because as you know, and you've reported on it, this is, you know, you're an expert in some of these areas. Um, when the USSR fell and it was divided into factions, it made it very easy for the globalist billionaire oligarchy that is still functioning to go into these factions and create and expand NATO and expand this and do a lot of corruption and that. And I think that the one thing, and, and we can end on this, but we'll, we'll, will reconvene regularly uh, through this journey. Um, I look back to uh, George Washington's final address, and, and I it's in my book, and I ask people to go look at it, because he says three things that he hopes for our nation that are very important to him. And one was that we remain united uh, as states, that we remain the United States. Uh, the second one was that we stay out of foreign affairs of other countries and make sure that other countries stay out of our affairs and that we are autonomous and we do not interfere in other countries' uh, issues and that they, we do not allow them to interfere in ours. And I, that to me would include the globalist billionaire oligarchy that has captured our country. And third, he wasn't—he was very opposed to political parties. 
Uh, he believed that um, if we had these two political parties, eventually they would every other turn of a party, kind of like, a, you know, tragedy and hope. But he's saying it from the side of how they control people. But Washington was saying every time another party wins, then they're going to spend most of their time fighting, you know, getting revenge on the other party. And we are there now. So there's a lot of people out there. We are in a framework of Republican and Democrat, though I think it's total BS, and I think that it's a uniparty that's fully captured. But we have to function in this in this dynamic, at least in the next 10 months. Nobody did enough to, to change anything that you kind of really can't do that. So I, I look at that and I say, I believe all those things. But between now and November of 2024, we have to really pay attention to what we want for the future and everything we do be be moving towards that, whether it's where you spend your money, your time, what you're doing about the elections. So going forward into that, um, into 2024, what would your, um, to the people out there, besides the things you've already said, what are the things that you think people should be um, focusing on in their own personal lives to be, be part of the solution going forward uh, in this uh, end game here up to 2024? So there's kind of two sides to that. One is, I think, what is this, the deep internal? And one is the external in your immediate life. Yeah. So, you know, the external, which we talked about, I, I think to me, it comes down to one simple principle. Become hard to kill. Make yourself very difficult to kill. You know, learn how to defend yourself. Learn how to grow your own food. Learn how to you know, do all the things that make it so that when they pull their shenanigans and try to shut things down, that you're able to support your family, you're able to stay strong. You're able to rise up, become a leader of your own community. You're able to give people hope for the future. You're able to say, look, I saw this coming and I've helped prepare for it. And here's how you can prepare for it. And you can teach others how to garden, all those different things. So that's more like in your immediate. But I think internally, and this is something that, that I've really spent a lot of time thinking about is that it goes back to that principle I talked about earlier, where I, I really believe that if we want God to save this nation, it has to be a nation worth saving. And that's like, to me, that's the critical thing is I, I really, you know, as you know, more than most, the details, the planning, the financing, the, you know, the decades, centuries behind this plan to destroy America is so great that man, that or, the ordinary man could never overcome that plan. It's really, I, I see it as God is the only way. doesn't mean we do nothing, right? It means that we have to really, actually, we do even more. But I really believe that, that God is the only thing that's going to fix this nation yeah. you know, through us. Yeah, it's and funny. So, we talked about last time that a lot of people say to both of us, they're, they're waiting for the Red Sea moment. Well, guess what? The people that had the Red Sea moment weren't waiting for it. They didn't know it was coming. They were doing everything they could to follow the path and have faith and be, you know, have follow this this their heart god and 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 just when they thought when pharaoh's right behind them and the water's right in front of them that's when it happened it wasn't they didn't plan for it and, and i that's what what i hear you saying too is we need to be doing everything we can to be worthy of being saved and right now we are not uh especially when it comes to the golden rule brotherly love working together all of that are we that now Exactly. And, and even when I look at this, this deep work inside of myself, and I think they've, this war that's been waged on America, it didn't start 
with COVID. It didn't start, you know, uh, with 9-11 or what. It's been a long time. We're talking hundreds of years. But, the, but most importantly, though, it's been this slow march. And it's just been the, this slow, gradual decline of our morality. And that's why I think America is where it is right now. It's actually fundamentally that, that our, we've allowed our morality to decline. And that's the thing is, and this is, morality is a very difficult thing because you're always living in your current way of life. Like we're, we're living right now in, in 2024 and the, like what standards are we using? Are we using the standards of morality of 2024 or the standards of morality of 1950? Because I can tell you they're very different, right? You probably saw on Twitter, there's this whole calendar gate thing. Oh my God, right? this, it's you know, ultra-right, ultra-right beer put out this calendar of these conservative women, you know, they asked me to be in it as on the cover. I said, no, I'm not looking that great in bikinis. So I turned them down. And um, so anyway, there's a little tongue in cheek for you, but in this, this debate on like, what does it mean to be a conservative? And why are you, why is everyone freaking out? So it's just bad. a bikini calendar. And it's just like, do you think, well, how would George Washington respond to that? How would your grandfather in 1950 respond to that? Right. And that's the thing is I think we have to take a really hard look at, what is the moral baseline that we're accepting in our society? Because are we accepting what's right? What's what it, what it means to be a, a conservative Christian in 2023? Cause I think say it's very different than what it meant in 1923. Yeah. Right. And I think this is the key is I think that we have to really look at this. I mean, even looking at, I know it's tough, but like even looking at the, the, the music that we've listened to, right. I mean, you look at classical music versus what the modern music is. And so how can we say, to someone, it might, this might offend some of your, your audience, but I have no, to say it. We, we can look at someone and say, gosh, Lil Nas, this guy's like, he's doing the devil's work, this rate, this you know, satanic music. Well, how is that different than the Beatles in the 60s, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't like my great grandfather have been telling, you know, my, my you know, grandfather in the, say, the 40s, like, oh, you have this other music. And like, at every stage, at every stage, the younger generations are trying to accept the new cool thing. But what, what's happened, though, is that we've allowed our moral baseline to slide. And so we wonder, why do we live in a country where pedophilia is openly celebrated now? Why do we live in a country where uh, the, 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 the mutilation of, of genitals of children is, is even talked about, where you know, people are even okay with pornography for kids? And like, why are we living in that generation? Like, we didn't get there overnight. There, you know, we got there, it was step by step by step. It's, it's happened over the course of probably the last hundred years with Satan, you know, commandeering the exact plan to get us exactly where we are right now. And so we, if we want to save this country, I think that we all have to be looking at ourselves and thinking, yeah. gosh, like, what's my, what's my moral baseline? Like, yeah. what, do, what do I want to be? Yeah. And at the same time, we also have to look at the idea that your neighbor is not your enemy. And and honestly, we are all fighting the same enemy. Like I said before, you know, if they if they do, we'll we'll do another show about geopolitics because we got to talk about it. But God forbid there was a uh, a draft. It's not going to be black or white, gay or straight. It's going to be all of our children. So we really need to start looking at everyone uh, from a different perspective of, you know, where where we are, like you said, if something happens, like in that movie, you know, it's all hands on deck and you're not going to look at that. Like I just watched the whole, the whole, um, it was hard to watch, but the whole walking dead. And I thought, God forbid, if some of these, some of this stuff happens and, and you really have to depend on the people that are just around you, are you going to be able to, or are you going to be wondering what their politics are? Because A and B aren't going to be 
aren't going to matter as much. And I think we should start thinking about living like that now. Uh, Seth Holhouse, you are one of the best of the best. And I'm very grateful that to call you and your wife friends and, um, God bless you. And, uh, we'll, we'll be together a lot in 2024 and you have a lot coming up. Um, tell my audience where to find you and, uh, how to follow you. I highly recommend if you don't, I'm sure my audience does, but for anyone that's watching that doesn't, if you could tell them where you are. Sure. Well, well, thank you, man. Actually, I'm excited because later this week you're coming onto my show. I so I get to be the person asking you the question, We're which, is, do which a lot. is wonderful. Yeah. It, which is so good. Um, so the, the best place is actually the same places that they're finding you. So yeah. Rumble is the main video platform. I'm still on YouTube. I think I got a strike okay. recently, so I'm not sure if I can publish right now. I publish about a, a you know a fifth good. of my content on there, but uh, I'm similar to you. I'm putting out four or five videos every week, uh, Rumble, and then everything goes to podcast. So whether it's uh, you know Spotify or Apple Podcasts or where other people are listening to podcasts, I'm also on on BitChute, everything. So the key is just search for man in America. Okay. And you'll see this smiling bearded guy. That's me. Just click on that, subscribe, and that's how you can get. And everything, there's no paywall, right? I've yeah, got some ads occasionally, just like you do. We have to survive. Um, but everything I do is free for the whole world to watch and share. And similar to you, I try to cover content in a way that can be shared with, you know, their friends across the political aisle. Like I'm not up here screaming about the demon rats and the libtards and... No. You know, we, we I'm have done to, with we it. Bring I'm done together. I'm done. Whoever is speaking truth, seeking truth, looking for peace yeah. and looking to unite this country. Those are the people I want to be around uh, in 2024. And you are one of them. And you certainly are a man in America that I love and admire. So I will see you again soon and hopefully a lot this year ahead. Uh, please go follow Seth if you are not now. And uh, thank you so much. See you soon. All right. Thank you so much, Mel. Bye bye. Mel K here. Looks like X is going to be the front lines for the battle for 2024. So I am back on X. See me at the Mel K Show, at Mel K Show, at Mel K Show. And I will see you at X on the front lines as we march into 2024 and turn this country around. See you at Mel K Show. The narrative is falling apart, but as it does, there's so much of this fraudulent disinformation, misinformation, censorship coming from the globalists. And what we need to do is be focused on the facts, cut through everything, be discerning, and get it first and foremost out there to everyone. It is important that you know what is going on. Censorship is getting nuts. You guys know it. There's accounts all over the place that are fake, that are not me. I know you guys send me emails and I really appreciate it. And you report it and it's on Telegram and Instagram and Twitter and they're not me. So I'm super excited to announce We The People with Mel K. Be the first to join. It's a VIP community, just you and me behind a paywall, no trolls, no nothing. We get to know each other. I will give you the facts first. I break a lot of stories a long time before other people. We can talk about past, present, future, history, what we're doing now, solutions for going forward, what 2024 is gonna look like. I'm gonna do breaking news, do a lot of deep dives. I'm gonna bring that information to you guys first in a live Q&A every week. So please click the link below and join me over there. We are going to create a community, a community that is censorship proof, it's cancel proof, it's truth, it's transparency, it's on the road to God, country, justice, everything that we want in one place. This is the most incredible, amazing time to be alive. As hard as it seems and as difficult as the battle has been for you guys and definitely for me, 
All I know is that we all are part of the solution. We are all involved and invested, and you guys have the passion that I have. So let's join together on live Q&As once a week with me, Mel Kay, we the people of the United States taking back this nation. This is so exciting, guys. I've been dying to do this, and we finally got the technology right. So please join me. Click the link below. Can't wait to get started.